Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I am your host, Tim Lyons, in a studio back from Las Vegas, Nevada, joined by Randy Exton. What's up, buddy? Is that where it is? Is that where we were? Nevada. Yeah. So Las Vegas is about a four and a half hour drive from Scottsdale. Um, got a chance to head out there uh, for a great event. We just got mm-hmm. back um, a couple days. Maybe that's why my voice is raspy. Uh, Vegas will do that to you. It has a way of doing it. It'll get you. But uh, <laughs> so, so this episode, as we're going to talk about some key takeaways, uh, we were at uh, an event called the boot camp, which is uh, put on by Ben Newman, who's a performance coach, somebody that we've talked about on the on the show. He's actually been on the uh, Built Grow. We've yeah. been on his show called The Burn Podcast. Um, he's a performance coach, works with tons of athletes uh, as well as business uh, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, etc. Um, tons of athletes uh, as far as like college football teams. He was on uh, Nick Saban's Alabama football uh, five years for five years. He's in Kansas State's team, North Dakota State when they took the national championships, uh, worked for the Olympic athletes, um, and everything in between. Yeah. Guys, well, the guy's got more, yep. more championship rings than any coach out there, <laughs> you know, because he just works with so many teams, right? Yeah. Um, you know, comes from the financial uh, investment world, mm-hmm. kind of, that's where he got his start. Anyways, uh, we had him speak at our growth summit. We got to talking and we, you know, decided it would be great for us to go as a, me and you. Um, and we just got back and it was it was amazing. Not only were we there, but there was also five other Iron Circle members there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and just goes to show you like, hey, everybody's looking to kind of grab nuggets and, and, and grow and scale and do better and all these all these things. So uh, this episode, we're going to talk about kind of what we took away. Yeah. Yeah. Just get into it a little bit. Uh I like the fact, I mean, obviously, like you were talking about, I mean, we being in the seat, helping other gym owners ascend and grow and, and, and develop their businesses and quality of life around it, um, we're also in that same seat. You know what I mean? We're continually looking for mm-hmm. progression ourselves. And uh, so, we, yeah, we, we, we took the plunge. We jumped out to Vegas and uh, surrounded ourselves with a hell of a lot of high performers. Yeah. And, it, I mean, just the elevation just from being in that room, you know, like you, you know that feeling of having a conversation with the people that get it as opposed to, um, you know, no congruency in the conversation. I I was blown away by the level of conversation throughout the whole weekend. Yeah, people are definitely going after it in that room. And so, you know, we'll just kind of walk through kind of stuff that I heard, listened to, observed, et cetera. It was very Growth Summit-esque. I mean, sure. and that's the first thing I noticed because, you know, I'm very involved in the planning of the Growth Summit. And so I go walk into the room and it was literally the same setup, yep. right? The, the the way the tables were to the stage and the and the stuff on the sides and the backdrops and the, like the, whatever, the projectors, whatever. It was all, it was a familiar room. Sure. Um, so, 
you know, one of the speakers was a gold medalist, a hundred meter sprinter by the name of Justin Gatlin. Now, Justin Gatlin, um, you've probably heard a little bit of his story, but he was the fastest man in the world. Um, he tested positive for PEDs at the time. It was uh, Adderall or something yeah. he was taking. Uh, you know, it was a uh, prescription Adderall. Yeah, he, they gave him the the ban. He was completely out of it. He went you know off the deep end and came all the way back years later. Became the fastest man in the world, being beat Usain Bolt in his uh, final run. In, yeah. in, in in Usain Bolt's final run. Um, by a tenth, it was absolutely. I mean, it was the highs and the lows, and the chills, and the stories of the work ethic, and all of this stuff getting knocked down, getting back up, and all that whole story was there. Um, got a chance to really hang with him after mm-hmm. at the at the after party. Got his number, and we're gonna probably try to maybe get him on the show and stuff. But um, you know, the takeaway for for me with him was you know self motivation. He has this alter ego called Jay Gat. Jay Gat, and, and basically it's like, hey, he's such a soft spoken guy on stage, but obviously you know he's an absolute killer when it comes to training and um, the pure dedication to it. And you know he didn't say this on stage. We actually had a conversation with him uh, at the after party, and his his whole thing was like, I didn't want my kids to, yeah, um, you know, see like I wanted my kids to be proud of me. I didn't want them there to be an asterisk. Yep, you know with the whole PED thing. So um, I thought that was really cool. Uh, means a lot to me with my kid and, yeah. and just uh, what drives your inner drive, your inner burn, right? That, that's what the whole event was about. That's that's Ben's whole thing, Ben's, right? Yep. So that was a cool takeaway for me. What was yours? Com- yeah, I mean, with with Justin, same, same thing. I mean, he used the word legacy, right? Like yeah. at, he didn't want to he didn't want that to tarnish his reputation and to your point like the legacy of his his family name mm-hmm. um you know it wasn't uh just for clar- clarification uh clarification i mean he wasn't using the adderall to you know for added performance this was a, uh, something that he was on for years as Se- part of since second grade yeah since yeah exactly so when he did test positive for i guess it's amphetamines or something right and so um it really threw him through the loop and he was facing a lifetime ban Mm-hmm. And so to, to be able to come back and actually compete again in the arena was was big. Uh, but when he was given that shot, he wasn't going to do it. He wasn't coming back and, you know, doing the, the four, five, six, eight more years of being second best or yeah. in the mix. He, he, was, he was out for blood. Yep. And um, the cool thing was he, <clears throat> before that, he had better numbers. He had run, what do you say, f- six or something like that? Seven sixes or something? Or seven, no, nine, sevens. nine sevens, I mean. And... Uh, you know, when he raced Usain the first time, he didn't take him down. And so this was his shot. He did everything that he could in his power to make sure that when he had that that next chance, he was the one walking away with that victory. Yeah. And uh, we watched the video, and, I mean, I remember it, you know, when it happened live at the Olympics. Uh, I mean, the first thing, and that was another really cool too, was even in – the highest level of success he turned around and he he literally hit his knees and he bowed to Usain and he showed him the respect of what he was able to do you know up to that point and but that was even in the win you know what I mean so it was like humility even at the top of the he's the literally the fastest man in the world at that point Mm -hmm. and yet he's he has the humility to show somebody else you know the respect that they've earned yeah. And, and helping him get there. Kind it's of. like me beating Michael Jordan in the finals or something, you know, and shaking his hand or whatever. So so that was cool. I mean, and, and it resonates with me because athletics kind of mm-hmm. a big part of my, my childhood and stuff. Hey, guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. 
Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. So uh, that was that was a big one. Um, you know, Dr. Gabriel Lyon was on there to kind of talking about how the whole, you know, society and, and at least in the medical world is to keep people out of stress, take a break, go on vacation, meditate, you know, where she's kind of like, that's all BS as high performing entrepreneurs you you know you need to be under stress or you need to be able to manage how you're just never going to not be in stress yeah. and so it's not a bad thing to be uh, in a stressful situation he, she said that, i forget the, the, the actual term there's a there's a group of human beings that thrive in stressful situations and i think we relate a lot to that because i mean high performers you, you, you're always under the gun yeah you're always being pressed to, to get up early stay up late get the job done take the big risks you know there's always something pending in balance if that fails this i could t this could take me out or you know whereas normal americans normal i guess human beings working nine to five there's no there's not the same level of stress and risk where you know high performance navy seal types entrepreneurs big time athletes. And so she just broke down the science behind yeah. um, uh, all of that and the blood work and, and how that kind of, how it's okay, honestly, and how it should be expected. Yeah, and and and, and, uh, and what you can do to increase your, your body's level of stress response, like the tolerance of stress mm -hmm. response, right? Uh, not allowing those, it's literally just like, you go through life and you don't feel the levels of stress because you've created a physiology that can tolerate it. And for me, I love that because I mean, it ties in the mind to the body a little bit, the habits and the performance and all of that in, in one big mix. But I think that's truly what a lot of entrepreneurs should be embracing. You know, she said that we basically learned that the flight and flight or fight response is not everything. Um, we can absolutely change our physiology and, and through our habits and through our actions, through our diet and, and the same things that we would be telling our clients probably, we as entrepreneurs need to embrace those so that we can be a better performer across the board. Right. And we have an episode several ago, we talked about entrepreneurial scars. It was mm -hmm. it's the same principle of, hey, the first time you face a, a loss of an employee or, or something didn't go right, you, you know, it crushes you. You're like, mm -hmm. oh my God, what do I do? And then the next time it's not as hard. And then finally, like you've been in, in it 10 years, uh, nothing's really affecting phase you. you. Yeah. You know, we're kind of talking to Zach about that before. It's like, yeah, we're losing a coach. We know that been here before. 
um, you know, yeah, he's going to probably have to pick up a shift or two until we find something, whatever it is. And it's just like, okay, it's not cool. It's not fun. It's not what we want, but it's not going to like completely throw us off the rails. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it, you've been here before type of thing. And, and that's really, she was showing the science behind that Yeah, where, where we kind of knew it and understood it and, and intuitively I get it, but like, okay, I see what she's saying now with the, um, the data and everything there. So that was super cool. Um, Tim Grover, Tim Grover kind of finished the whole thing out. Oh um, yeah. For those of you that don't know who Tim Grover is, he's he's you know back in the heyday of Michael Jordan. He was his uh, trainer, personal trainer. trainer. Michael Jordan was the first person in the entire league to hire somebody outside of the team's supported staff. Correct, and that was Tim, that Grover. Was Tim Grover. He's he obviously worked with Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade. Um, you know, a lot of people know who he is from his books, Winning Relentless. I've read them both. Great books. Um, was really cool. There was a there was a plank challenge going on, yeah. and and here he comes as the final speaker. We're in the separate room away from the the actual per, the stage and stuff. We're in this other room, kind of doing this plank challenge that Ben had everybody doing. And he walks in with a suit and tie, you know, little man, just way smaller in person than I've ever thought. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's, and he's got a big sure. he's got a big personality, oh, but yeah. he's very um, small in stature, but. And he just walked right into, he didn't even, he gave eye contact to Ben, a little nod. I watched the whole thing go down. He started coaching the people in the planks. Yeah. He's like, it's supposed to hurt. And it was just like, it was built into his DNA to be a coach. It was yeah, really, and you know, how old I'm, How old is he? 60s? Maybe. Late, late 60s, maybe. You know, great. And, and yeah. it was just really cool. And Ben, you know, during that whole thing, he tested. He said, man, this is the great, he's the greatest. You know, yeah. really just watch him, you know. It's, it, 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 you, you nailed it, too. I mean, it was so fluid for him. Like, he didn't know how not to go coach them. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he walked in that room and gravitated towards those that were in, in the suck. Like, it yep. was miserable. At this point, guys, like, these people were probably 13, 14 minutes into their plank yep. when Tim walked in the room. And that was halfway. I mean, they finished the two final guys were over 33 minutes. Yeah. You know, a head, heads up challenge. But to, to ha I mean, think about it from, we were, me and a couple of the other guys were joking. You got Tim Grover in your ear. What, what does having just that man speaking to you while you're doing that work, how many more minutes were given just simply because Tim Grover's in your ear telling you certain things? You right. know, like the power of that man's message impacted what they believed to be true what they were capable of i talked to matt one of the two competitors he actually he came in second and he said up until that point he the longest he'd ever planked was 10 minutes and he tripled it and he did over <laughs> yeah and he said uh you know he's never trained for anything like that before didn't think that he was even capable or it was even possible yeah um but you know we talked about that I, somebody else mentioned i don't know if it was tim or it was one of the others from stage but like the the Goggins talks about it in his book, right? The 40%, you know, when your mind gives up, you're only at 40%. You've got 60% more capability still in you, but the mind gives up before the body does. And, you know, to watch him come in and tap in and just just dial those guys in, it was it was really cool to see firsthand. Yeah, that was before his presentation. So his that was, that was really cool. And then, you know, his presentation was really about, you know, people who are motivated by others and people are internally motivated is really mm -hmm. what it came down yeah. to and was really interesting if you if you need other people to motivate you then you're always at their will mm -hmm. versus somebody over on this other side of the stage you call them buckets right yeah. Yeah. if you're in this bucket or this bucket and uh and it was just of course of course that's true 
when you're over here self-motivated, you have no friends, you're, you're, you're focused on the goal, you're going to do all the things that you need, you don't need any motivation. No. You don't need any. Well, he started it by saying, if you're, if you're in this room, you're already out of this bucket, right? Your motive, we know you have the motivation. You have all of what you need to do it. Yep. That room's already over there. Because I can't make you motivated. You already have it. Mm-hmm. Like it, That's already in you. And so um, it was just really the difference between, you know, for greatness, what what kind of things you got to give up, and and if you you know if you think the, the he has a famous quote by now it's been in several books. If if you think the 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 price for winning is great, wait till you get the the bill for, bill for receipt. Re- yeah, regret for regret, right? For regret, and of course, like in the sports world, that makes total sense. But also, what about the business deal that you didn't do, or that or the thing you should be doing in your business that you're not like maybe getting a second location or doing buying the land or buying that real estate and all those things that scare you. Well, sure. That's the price of winning. What about 10 years from now, finding out that that building that you could have bought for a million is worth 4 million now. And you could have had 3 million in equity and had probably all 4 million because you paid it off by then. That's the, the bill of regret. Yeah. Right. And that's really what, that's it. That's what it comes down to. In when it comes to business, and this isn't anything else, and this is my own take. Like, there's you have to have risk, you mm-hmm. have to have risk tolerance, but you have to take huge chances if you want to win. Yeah, most people don't, and they're going to stay average or in the middle, and maybe that's okay for some. For for people listening to the show, you're you're a gym owner, um, you're not okay with average. I mean, you want to be the best. You want to have you you, you didn't. You didn't sign a personal guarantee or a five or 10 year lease to just break even. Like exactly. that's just not, that, that was never across your mind. You did this, you took all this risk to, to win big. But what aren't you doing today to make that those things happen, right? And that's, and that's really the, the, the big message for the whole weekend. You want this, you're, do, you're acting like this. What are the, what's the gap? Yeah. What are the things you need to do to get it done? And if you're not making those things happen, change it immediately, right? And that's really what it was what came down to. Hey, Tim Lance here. And I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone out there surviving the day-to-day chaos of the fitness business. You know, you're showing up every day and you got people counting on you. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it. So keep on going. But listen, if you feel like it's getting to be too much, and you wanted to get some support so you can get out of the struggle and get to, into real growth, then I highly recommend that you check out our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Go check it out, sign up, and let's get you on track for some easy wins and get back to growth mode. All right, once again, the link is winninggym.com slash grow. And now back to the show. Yeah, I mean, mo, mo, like, yeah, the common thread throughout the whole thing, and that's a Ben thing from minute one. I mean, he was obviously, like he said, he's very intentional about the what speakers were there and what they were bringing to the table across kind of the pillars of life. But uh, the commonality across all of it is it's the results. You get the results from the work that you do on a daily basis, and it's not when things are good. It's not when you feel like it. Uh, ben Ben's known for saying, you know, one of his his lines is standards over feelings. And it, it comes down to the reps, right? How many points of contact did you do every single day? And, um, you know, one of the things that resonates with me and the reason that I continue to work with Ben is because he, he always talks about the unrequired. His workout is called the unrequired. Um, when he goes to business, it talks about, you know, doing the unrequired. That's the differentiator between those that just get by and those that really truly push the envelope of what's possible. And, uh, and you know, he, he hit it at the end. He goes, you know, in order to get the unrequired, 
you have to do the required first first and not only that but like you have to like you own that like that is your normal operating system so damn well that the required is getting done no matter what because that next 10 percent is the really the only thing you're focused on you don't have to think about the daily work that it takes um to do the average that's you check that box you know what i mean and so it's like increasing your your capability your threshold of what you are really, you know, bring to the table on a daily basis. And, and that's everything in business, you know? I mean, whether, and sometimes it's not just you as the owner of the business, maybe that's the way that you take that to your team. You, you instill this, this, these values and this level of operation with your team, you know? Maybe you have a sales organization and, or, you know, your sales team. How many clients are they reaching out to on a daily basis? Are they consistent? Are they hitting their numbers? Mm-hmm. That's the results that are gonna lead to, you know, true change over time. It's not. Oh, cool. I did 20 calls today. I got three, three, uh, or, you know, let's say 20 calls and got 10, 15 appointments booked. We're good. Take the day off, you know, hit coast. That, uh, seduction of success was the other half of it. It's, it's when you do have those, those big wins going back to that same routine of what got you there in the first place. And if you can even greater, um, you know, obviously every one of those championship teams, you know, coming off the field after a, a national championship win with Alabama and literally the strength coach goes up to Ben and goes, man, I can't wait to hit the gym tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not, let's go party. Let's go take the week off. Let's go, you know, it's, it's, let's go back to what we know got us here and let's start tomorrow harder than we started, you know, you go. 365 days ago. So, um, overall, I mean, obviously, yeah, performance from every, every angle, a lot of great takeaways, some cool experiences. We got to see the yeah. uh, the hardwood suite at the Palms. That was pretty dope. What else we do? There's some other really some very tactical speakers too. So uh, Chance Weber is very similar to the conversation you guys hear from us a lot. He's an, he owns an agency, so he hammered like Tim and I were laughing because you you've heard it from us before, but. You know, the things that matter when it comes to business are things like your client lifetime value and mm-hmm. that return on your investment. You know, you might not see it today, but what is that client worth to the value over the time that they're with you? Um, knowing your numbers, you know, all of those same same marketing concepts that we talk about on this show that we teach in our coaching programs and so forth. Uh, he took that stuff to stage. Um, really pushing the envelope with, you know, your, your financial, your risk management with... Um, Claudio Gambino, you know, yep. uh, he, he brought a lot of, of high level knowledge to that room for, for those that are really pushing the envelope on your, your portfolio, how to protect your assets, how to build a business structure to make sure that you're not giving, you know, at risk. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. The, the, the one probably overall thing that probably not many other people took that I took was gym owners. Yeah. We, we know. <clears throat> all of that shit i've i've been taught all of that or learned it on my own at some level where this was brand new information for a lot of those business owners that were in there i mean there was contractors and financial people and all there's you mean what that's the biggest difference between like a growth summit and that event was there was all different industries versus just fitness um but it really solidified how hard the fitness business is compared to a lot of other businesses. Absolutely. And for him to sell out a room, 150 people at the minimum ticket was like over five grand or six grand. Um, 
that's because they're in different industries, right? Like there's just, there's more money in other industries. Um, but gym owners, you work your ass off. You have to understand the marketing, all the, all the stuff that this high end multi-million dollar marketing agency was trying to teach the businesses that he works with. We've taught you guys already. The math of marketing. I mean, the, like those somebody, tax yeah. strategies that one of those major players in the industry is talking about. We've already taught you that stuff for years. Right. Yeah. For years. And this is like through Shauna and all these yeah. people. And so like, there's so many things that are being taught for the first time to this group of gym owner or other industry owners that us as a gym owners, we I'm like, yes, we already know. We knew this. We've been doing this. The, the master's exemption the your kids on payroll, all the things we're doing it all. Mm-hmm. And I mean, great. Maybe it's a pat in the back, but it's also just really eye opening to me that why why gym owners have have to have done all of this because the business that we're in doesn't spit off massive profits to where you can just pay other people to do all these things for you. You've had to learn it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and that's really what it comes down to. And that's a big one. I mean, we've talked about that stuff a lot. I've, obviously, we know this industry is it's really tough. Um, but that's a big reason that we're here. You know what I mean? We, we, and, and I think that's part of the thing that you and I have put on our shoulders is what are those concepts that, that we can truly bring to this industry and help gym owners understand, implement, and really take the advantage or like benefit from at the end. Um, but it's interesting to, yeah, it being in that room and, and having that same, those same concepts taught to us, you know, and, and seeing the ahas in that room when for us it is it seems so rudimentary because if you don't have that knowledge in this industry you're getting passed up have you made it this far you know type of thing anyways great event overall great takeaways um highly recommend maybe getting out of your industry to kind of learn other stuff from other people um you know you just can only grab those nuggets and then bring them back right and just keep growing and keep pushing so um if, if anything else from this episode, well, yes, we, we obtain all this knowledge and stuff. I think the, probably the takeaway is like, look for other industries to, to learn from, you know, there's, yeah. there's smart people in other industries too. Um, and some of the concepts that they're using in a different industry could definitely play in, into the fitness industry. So hopefully that helps until next show. Keep changing lives. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. All right. And thank you for listening to that episode of the Built to Grow podcast, where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you need to do is join our private Facebook group, Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. Just head on over to Facebook and type in Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you do, we're going to give you our 10 marketing strategies, seven figure gym owners use to win. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Until then, keep building something great.